0: Welcome back to the Ed Morrissey Show podcast. Today is Friday, October 7th, 2022. Uh, we're going to have a little change in the podcast, you know, rhythm here. Dwayne Patterson, Generalissimo from the uh, Hugh Hewitt Show, Master of the Universe, dot ecom the troll-free web surfing experience for Hugh Hewitt fans and listeners. He's going to join us on Fridays from now on so that we can kind of do the news of the day, plus you know, give a maybe a little bit of a perspective on the entire week. Dwayne, thanks for being flexible. I think that this is going to be fun doing this. We, we we started off doing these on Fridays, remember? Yeah, going
1: way back. I think we actually did do them on Fridays. That's uh, that that is uh, that is true. Uh, good to be back. Um, Friday actually kind of works better for me because to tell a little family secret. Uh, because of Larry Arne's schedule at Hillsdale, which is increasingly uh, uh, crazier, uh, the, the the more ad, ad, advanced his setting up Hillsdale academies all over the you know all over the country, charter schools all over the country, he's pretty he's getting pretty busy, and so we will a lot of times tape two, three, sometimes you know well, we, our all time record is taping four. Hillsdale dialogues in advance, all in oh my one gosh. session. Yeah, which and that's after doing a three-hour radio show. So uh, more times than not, unless it's a breaking news thing, more times than not, it's uh, it's a lot easier to tape Larry Arnn than it is to do them live. So um, it gives me a chance to kind of wrap things up, get home from the studio a little earlier, and um, and yeah. So no Friday Friday mornings actually works pretty good for me.
0: Well, good. So I mean, this is it's going to be good. um, Just to let people know, um, on days where I'm doing, uh, we're we're releasing a uh, Amiable Skeptics uh, podcast, we are not doing an Ed Morrissey show podcast that day. Normally, I mean, there may be some exceptions to that. But normally, we're going to try to do one of my podcasts today. And Amiable Skeptics technically isn't a podcast. It's a video show that you watch here at Hot Air. But, um, you know, we're releasing those usually on Thursdays and Mondays. So we're going to um, we're going to probably do those on Thursdays and Mondays. Do Ed more space out the everybody. content a bit. Well, space out the content, make sure that we're not, you know, just stepping on, you know, having having these video presentations step on each other. So. Okay. Um, so that's the reason why you might have seen it was a little bit of a light schedule this week while we're adjusting some other things. Uh, but uh, we are still doing the Ed Morrissey show and especially, you know, Dwayne, Andrew, all the fun guests that I've got. Um it has my my podcast has not been put on double secret probation in other words um <laughs> Duane, or double secret suspension um now i'm going to front this <laughs> by noting that mary catherine ham is a friend of mine she's a former contributor at hot air colleague um <laughs> and, and and i think you know friend of yours but- As as,
1: as I said on uh, Twitter last night, when uh, when her piece came out, her Substack piece came out on on why she's been absent from CNN for so long. And and she 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 came back with a vengeance Um, uh, when, when I saw what she wrote. I mean, look, we all have the same feeling for for MK. She's she's like, you know, all of us pundits, all of us people that are in conservative media she is um she's like our niece uh um she's 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 a member of the family uh yep. there I, I i think the way i phrased it is um there is no one on uh there there is nobody in the in the game that has a finer character and has and is a better person than mary catherine ham she has many peers but none have a better character than Mary catherine ham does um she's just she's just as quality of an individual as you you will ever meet
0: right um and and you know, again, John Sexton wrote about this last night, right? And he did a fine job. I and mean, you know, John's post is really good. You should read John's post. It was real, it was really a good post, and I really you should read it.
1: Mary Catherine Ham's piece. Is what
0: you're Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's. that's I'm the assuming place to start. that yeah, that's the place to start. Start with Mary Catherine Ham's Substack piece, which is you know John linked to it and he's commenting on it, and sure. I thought that was really good. The reason why I bring up John's post is because you know, well, we'd already taken sort of one bite at the apple, and a lot of times we don't do multiple bites at the same apple, but i mean look i've been i've been in people management most of my adult life right i've I've run call centers I'm back in people management for better or worse you you uh, are you days. are
1: you are doing people
0: management on this zoom call you know i i, I gotta tell you um, Boss. <laughs> right exactly i feel like i feel like um al Pacino in that godfather film that will not be named right. Just when I yes. thought I was out, they pull me back in. Um, no, I, have never, I have never, ever, in my entire career, ever even heard of somebody getting suspended without <laughs> even being notified of it. Um, you know, the normal process in corporations, this is, not by the way, this isn't a mom and pop operation. CNN was, no, Jeff. what was a
1: <laughs> Jeff Jeff Zucker is is Dean Wormer except he only comes up to Dean Wormer's shins. I yeah. mean, he's it's just it's just repulsive what what, rep- what this what, what this guy did. Well, I mean, yeah, I mean
0: he's repulsive and he's repulsive in several aspects. But yes. I mean, if but you're the, point killer, of- the, the killer
1: of the piece, the killer of the piece, when Mary Catherine Ham says. I paid the price for seven months of of uh, being <laughs> sidelined. And Jeffrey Tubman, who yanked his crank and jerked a gherkin on a Zoom call, he got sidelined for eight months. So he he basically only got a 30-day extension uh sentence for for whipping out the whipping out the schlong and 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 pound, you know beating the bishop, whereas by her commenting on it. obliquely
2: obliquely obliquely. by the way
0: (laughs) it's just it's just so outrageous on twitter one tweet (laughs) where she just mentioned his name and that got her suspended for seven months double secret suspension um not only did zucker impose this one of Zucker's deputies continued it apparently for a brief period of time after. Zucker yeah,
1: left. And, and I'm and I'm suspicious. I know who there was that there was that female number two that was that was just a, a complete head case. Allison, somebody, right? That was his girlfriend. Yeah, I I my my guess is that's who that was. She she didn't name names, but five will get you ten. That's who it was.
0: Yeah, I mean, yeah, we can talk about the ethics of that situation too. While Zucker is, you know. It, the point to me was though, is that in any company, and I mean, even I've never even heard of this in a mom and pop, right? In any company, if you have an employee that crosses the line in some way, and I'm I'm I mean, just I'm not even going to say that Mary Catherine did, but if perceived to have crossed the line, you go to that employee and say, You've crossed the line, we need to talk about this. And it gives that employee at least the dignity of being able to respond to the allegation right and zucker couldn't even give mary catherine that why cuz he's a gutless coward that's why yes
1: and, and 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 honestly i'd like to say that this is an isolated event i mean it, uh it it it's the, the way it happened to mk and why it happened to mk is just is just disgusting but um look if if you're a conservative if you're the quote conservative voice on msnbc if you're the conservative um you know the the token conservative on cnn and um at some point they're in campaign mode they will literally pay you and just ice you out and 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 if the phone doesn't ring it's 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 the msnbc booker or it's the cnn booker they will ice out the conservative they won't let them go. They won't let them out of their contract. They won't let them go play the field and go on another network because they don't want them on another network. What they want is them to just go away and it's they, they have no qualms at all about, about right. paying them good money just to ice them out of the game. Uh, they did that with our friend Selena Zito at CNN. They have yep, done they that did. with they have done that with david drucker uh when he was at cnn and contributed there they basically iced him out and then uh he finally got to kind of go play the field and, and yeah but
0: but i think the it, there's a difference between we just aren't interested in putting him on the air to actually imposing a suspension without ever mentioning it to the person involved correct correct i mean it's just that's, that, that's i mean just, it's gutless absolutely gutless these people should never be in charge of other people ever again
1: Ever again, and, and and honestly, did they really honestly think that that she was going to stay silent forever? And she was just kind of coward? Have they
0: ever the reason, met her? That's the reason why they didn't tell her. I mean, that's really the point. The reason why they didn't tell her is because they're afraid of her. Well, okay. and they should be and they okay. should be
1: and, and they and they should be. I mean, you know, the the, the famous clip from this week was the was the caught uh, caught uh, open mic moment of Joe Biden when he was down in <laughs> Florida saying nobody F's with Biden, right?
2: Nobody F's um, with the Biden.
1: <laughs> you, you don't you don't mess with the hammer. You just. Don't. Yeah. I mean, she she's going to come get you at some point yeah and she'll and and she'll do it the right way because she's a classy classy individual yep um but 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 she'll come get you <laughs> if, oh, yeah. if you if, if if you come after her she will uh she will get even yep. in her own due time she will get even and yep. god and 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 god bless her for the piece she wrote it was it was just brilliant
0: well it was brilliant but it was infuriating and of course. Know, and, and a lot of that has to do with the fact that i'm you know she's a friend of mine you know so i mean i i admit that up front she's a friend of mine so a lot of the anger has to do with that but nobody should be treated that way if 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 you if you were an employee or a contractor and you get crosswise with your boss your boss should at least have the the i mean you know, the residual intestinal fortitude to tell you you've got crosswise with us
1: at least jeffrey tubin knew why he was suspended he right. knew why he was sidelined
0: right yes <laughs> <laughs> the less said about that, the better. Um,
1: he got the he, he, part of it. <laughs> he got he got treated better in this as yeah. as, it, 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 as an employee management situation. He was actually treated better than than Mary Catherine Ham.
0: And I think if you work out the timing on this, he actually was back on the air before Mary Catherine was. <laughs> yes. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. All right. On to the news of the day, however, and last night. When I was not paying attention, somebody snuck in a a uh, a Senate election debate in Arizona, and uh, Dwayne and Hugh are on I, top of this. I I am I'm here to report a murder. <laughs> I
1: am. lay it on me, brother. Uh, it was at uh, it, I think it was at uh, Arizona State. I'm not sure which which uh, which ASU university. could
0: have been ASU because ASU is in Phoenix, right? And uh, I and that would make sense.
1: I've got a I've got a a a whole bunch of cuts and they're all under a minute. They're all kind of short, but I, yeah. I I I my in my estimation, it was one of the biggest drubbings of a debate I've ever seen. Meaning uh, you know, for an incumbent Democrat, Mark Kelly got his ass kicked. I mean, up and down, sideways, any way you want to measure it. He got killed by by uh, Blake Masters I just it, it, it so that's just my my overview going into it now I want to play you a handful
0: of cuts and let you bounce off them of, because you didn't watch it right you I did not it, watch it this first first I've seen of it I saw a couple of comments that Hugh made on 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 Twitter but honestly haven't seen anything from this so I'm coming at it completely fresh and or I guess you could also say completely ignorant because <laughs> So, so,
1: so let me so let me play you some cuts and uh, and we will go through and um, you tell me what you think as far as uh, who got the better of this debate.
3: Here is Blake Masters last night. I've been focused on the border since day one on this job. I'm down there all the time. I was on the phone this week just, you know, with Mayor Nichols of Yuma, Sheriff Daniels of Cochise County talking about what more we need for border patrol and immigration. That, my friend, we're is working. called invasion. We're, we're, we're working to raise border patrol pay by 18, 18%. I've got legislation to do that. I've been focused on the border since day one. Okay. you, I, you I, know, it, With no great it, effects because we have a wide open southern border. So if that's the best you it, can do, I respectfully request you resign. Been, let's get this someone in the seat price price who will actually secure our DC. border.
1: Day yeah. one. He, he's, he's, he, he's been on the border for, uh, since, since day one, says... Uh, says uh, Mark Kelly. And- so so
0: let me ask you this. If he's been on the border since day one and we've got a border crisis since day one, where's Mark Kelly been to to speak out about the border crisis? We're, I mean, honestly, where's Mark Kelly been, period? Mark Kelly doesn't show up any place. But I mean, if he's been on the border since day one and there's a border crisis, wasn't it incumbent upon Mark Kelly to, I don't know, say something about the border crisis <laughs> since he's yes, there yes. since day one? You'd think,
1: wouldn't you? Here is, uh, and and that subject came back up a a time or two along the way. I would imagine. Here's, Here's another cut from last night.
3: For the past two years, under Joe Biden and Mark Kelly, we've been going in the wrong direction. Everybody knows it. You are less safe today. Your bills have gone way up since Mark Kelly took over. He's got a bunch of excuses. I think you heard a lot of them here tonight. You know, it's up to you to decide whether excuses are enough. But ask yourself, do you deserve a secure border? Do you deserve to feel safe when you walk outside at night? Do you deserve to be able to afford your own home if you work hard enough? I think the answer is yes, you deserve so much better than what we have. Mark Kelly disagrees, otherwise he wouldn't have spent two years backing Biden every time. Send me to the U.S. Senate if you think that you and your family deserve better so we can go in the right
0: direction. Not a bad close. No, that's a good close. That's a good pitch. Uh, um, you know, I, you know, I would even say it's very similar to. And maybe he might have been done better by explicitly saying this. Are you better off now than you were two years ago? Yeah, I, I, uh, I, I if you I'm are, vote sure. for Mark Kelly. If not, sure. Let's 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 make a change.
1: Uh, here is another cut uh, where he actually. Um, he uh, invoked the C-word, which is uh, California. Let me uh <laughs> you,
0: It's a pretty powerful world here in Texas, too. So, you know, I, I it, think it, I know where this is going. Exactly, here we go. A few weeks ago, when the federal government cut
3: Arizona's water allocation, 592,000 acre feet, for all you water nerds out there, that's a lot of water that the feds cut. That's our water. Guess how much California had to cut? Zero. Guess what Mark Kelly did about it? Nothing. I'm tired of Senator Kelly acting like the third senator from California. We need someone in there with sharp elbows who's gonna fight for our water. Third
0: Senator You know you know what makes that more effective is that Kirsten Sinema was in there fighting for water, right? And, She's the one who forced them to and, introduce and, that into that uh, stupid yep. inflation reduction act. And and he and he wasn't.
1: He wasn't he was AWOL on it. He didn't care. Yep. Yep. He he just he just you know he just asked Chuck Schumer, how do you open to vote? Okay, great, I'm there, right? I mean, um, really,
0: honestly, this guy is nowhere. You never no. see this guy. And sometimes that's not bad. I think, um, is it Jim Risch, um, who is really Idaho. a guy in the Senate, but he does a lot of behind the scenes work, you know, a lot of right. negotiating and and that type of thing. And he's not a guy who likes to jump in front of cameras an awful lot. Um, and there's been a few of those in the Senate. But I mean, Mark Kelly's just he's just a non-entity there.
1: He, 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 all he is is just, he's a proxy vote for, for Chuck Schumer.
3: Here's another, <laughs> uh, here's another clip from last night. I'm pro-life, and that means I believe in limits. Now, I support exceptions because I don't believe in being extreme on this issue. Senator Mark Kelly is the abortion radical. Senator Kelly in Washington, he voted, you know, actually, he sponsored. He didn't just vote for it. He sponsored a bill that would have mandated legal abortion nationwide get this up until the moment of birth take a second to think about how truly radical that is Mark Kelly says any abortion is okay for any reason all the way up until the moment a baby is due to be born he wasn't the only radical who voted for that bill he was joined by Elizabeth Warren by Bernie Sanders AOC voted for this in the house And the only countries in the whole world that support Senator Kelly's preferred, no limits, extreme abortion policy, are China and North Korea. By the way, just a quick side note, the uh, libertarian, the
1: the little short libertarian that was off to the side. Yeah, yeah. You know, did you hear what his big contribution was? No, no. His his big point he was trying to make is we need to argue and have a, a public debate and maybe change the age of consent. (laughs) I'm assuming not upwards (laughs) downwards like you know like kids kids having sex that kind of thing you know it's it's you know the 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 pedophile the the uh uh uh, thing that's that's what that's what that guy was all about so everybody kind of ignored it
0: it's actually as you're mentioning this Ben Domenich is is sending it across on Twitter by the way um uh Yeah, he the, whoever, the libertarian guy
1: is just a creepy, creepy dude. He 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 just he wants no limits on on kids. They they should be able to consent as young as, you know, pick them. What whatever age you want.
0: Well, <laughs> the, I I think what he's missed out on is that those things are voted on. They're statutes, right? Yes. But I yes. I don't understand what we need to have a vote on this. We've had votes on this, and if you want it's, to change it, it's pretty established. Go it. I mean, first off. That's not a I don't even understand why he's running for federal office then. He should be running for a, 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 a you know a seat in the state legislature because that's where those that's where those uh, statutes are set. But run for a seat in the house on that uh on, and well whatever they call it in Arizona. I think it's the house. Um or the state senate and right. and, and, and 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 propose it. That's how getting- that's how it works. I don't understand why This libertarian doesn't understand that that's
1: exactly how this thing works. Exactly. But but getting back to this cut, even even on the abortion issue, which is supposed to be the salvation issue for the Democrats, right? This is what's going to save them the House and save them the Senate, is is the country's going to care about abortion more than anything else. Well, we know that's not going to be true. But even if that were, Mark Kelly didn't have a good answer to that. He just sat there frozen because... That's what his record was he he wanted he he was one of the ones that voted and he actually co sponsored the bill that every democrat in the in the Senate voted for which would uh, have no limits on abortion whatsoever. Now, yeah. Masters is a pro-life guy. He doesn't want to see abortion ever, but he but he's he's willing as a senator to realize that's not where the state is, and he's trying to bring his views more in line with where the state is. Right. You and I have talked about this before, where uh, neither side is where the country is on abortion, but the Republicans are a lot closer, and they can they can they can put themselves where the American people are a lot easier, and keep riding that wave. You know their direction over time right
0: exactly yeah
1: um now, getting back to the immigration issue because he used this like a bludgeon over and over and over again here's uh here's another
3: whack at uh, the illegal immigration stuff and he's the 50th vote in the u.s senate joe biden needed his vote mark kelly a year ago could have dug his heels in and said mr president i'm not supporting a single thing not a single spending bill not a single piece of your agenda unless and until we get border security. Biden would have had to secure the border. Mark Kelly, if he's if this is the result of Senator Kelly being focused on the border, my gosh, he's the most ineffective and worst senator of all time.
0: <laughs> <laughs> so I, I'm curious, how much did crime come up and how much did the economy come up in this uh, debate? Um, the
1: economy came up. Uh, actually, uh, there is an economy-related uh, thing. Here
0: is... Okay. Uh, because, I mean, yeah. I think those are the two most powerful, I mean, the border in Arizona is, very, is a very powerful issue. Of course issue. it is, of course it Generally is. speaking, acro- across the entire midterms, I think the economy and crime are going to be the most powerful um, issues for Republicans. I'm curious as, as to wait, where you, Masters was at.
3: Yeah, you, you listen to this hook. He's the 50th vote in the U.S. Senate. Joe Biden needed his vote. Wait 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 wait, 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 wait,
1: wait, 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 wait. This is the one I want. But let Let's, it be
0: said that, that Mark Kelly actually is the
1: right
3: thing. So. to seniors retirement today is the massive crushing inflation that Joe Biden and Mark Kelly caused. And it's their fault. They caused it. Two years ago, inflation was one and a half percent. Now, in the greater Phoenix metro area, we are suffering from literally the worst inflation in the nation at 13 percent. Joe Biden's policies caused this, and those are policies that Mark Kelly in Washington has supported every single time. Um, the biggest threat that seniors face
1: is yeah. the inflation caused by that. A lot
0: guy. of retirees. There's a lot of retirees. There in are Arizona a ton too. of
1: retirees in Arizona. Yeah, absolutely. Sun uh, uh, Sun City, right? You know,
2: Sun City,
0: a- Sun City West. I mean, really, all over Sedona. I mean, you can go all over. All over Arizona, it's a good place for retirees, especially in in those areas because, you know, because there's infrastructure for them there because there's so many of them. It's it's like Florida is for retirees, right? It's warm weather, it's um, it's uh, you know, pretty good access uh to to transportation, and it is. uh, So they built up the infrastructure for senior living in those places. Um, so yeah, that the whole retiree thing is that's a huge thing in Arizona Arizona and Florida Florida is not a, not gonna be an issue but in Arizona it could be a decider two more two more quick ones are both under
1: 20 seconds this is um th- this is back to the border and where this comes into play is the 87,000 IRS agents that uh Mark Kelly had no problems voting for Uh, As part of that, there was a chance to put 18,000 new border patrol agents that Mark Kelly specifically voted
3: against. Senator Kelly voted for 87,000 new IRS agents in the Inflation Reduction Act. But to do that, first he had to reject, there was an amendment, he rejected hiring 18,000 more border patrol agents. Mark Kelly said no to 18,000 more border patrol agents.
1: Now, yeah. the companion the companion to this is uh, Kelly said, well, that's not true, that's not true, that's not true. And Blake Masters was waiting for
3: it and immediately came
1: back with this. Did you not
3: vote to reject 18,000 more Border Patrol agents in the Inflation Reduction Act passage?
2: Senator.
3: You know, we, we – we, There it is right there, are, there. There are votes that happen in D.C. that have nothing to do with Border Patrol agents, and it might have the title on it, and nothing happens.
1: Uh, Ed, what happens when you <laughs> – what happens when you're explaining <laughs> you're losing you you don't understand how things work in d c <laughs> sometimes the votes are are kind of confusing
0: let me let let me try to let me try to paraphrase Mark Kelly. You don't understand that most of what I do is bullshit yes we put yeah, I mean, we put titles on things because we want to bullshit you. You don't understand that, but I'm here to explain that to you yeah, that's great <laughs> now how do you think that plays oh uh, like a fart in church. Yes,
1: yes. He was yeah. awful. He was just awful. Oh anyway, my gosh. Oh that, my was, uh, that was uh, that was that was kind of last night. It was it, it. There was moment after moment like uh, like that where you know Masters he just had the facts at the, at his command and he didn't waste the opportunity. Um, he he hung. Joe Biden around Mark Kelly's neck like a like a lead
0: albatross. And you know what makes it easy to do that is the fact that Mark Kelly is basically a non-entity. I mean, he's really a non-entity. He doesn't go out. He he isn't in, in, on, in front of anything. He isn't really even behind anything. I mean, he just isn't there. So when you are a non-entity, it makes it very easy for your opponents to hang things like that around your neck and make it stick. And yeah, I mean that's uh, <clears throat> that's 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 uh, that's pretty easy to do with Mark Kelly. I and, mean
1: if and when the if and when the debate happens with Joe O'Day and uh, and Michael Bennett. Yeah who's a, who's another who's another non-entity. Or yep. Adam Laxalt in Nevada against Catherine Cortez Masto, another non-entity. I mean, See so it'd be Ritz, difficult for Ritz, Smiley
0: to do that with Murray, for instance. And I know that you like the Smiley Murray race as a as a I, dark horse i, I it's, I it's more it. difficult to, it's more difficult to do that with murray because murray is out front murray is active she is she is projecting her her message on a fairly constant basis she um, is
1: but she's also defending an indefensible
0: position oh absolutely and i'm not saying that she's not vulnerable that you know i'm not saying she's not vulnerable she may very well be but what i'm saying is that strategy won't work as well with uh, Murray as it will with Cortez Masto, as it will Correct. with Kelly, as it will with Bennett, because those three are real non entities. They're just in Chuck Schumer's shadow. Makes it real easy. They're to, proxy votes. Right. Yeah. It makes it real easy. Yeah. So, yep. And Hugh is just mentioning on, on Twitter right now, and I don't want to quote Hugh too often, because, you know, if you say his name three times, he suddenly appears. And but,
1: like uh, yes.
0: Yeah, Candyman, Candyman, Candyman. Um, he says, um, you know, why didn't Senator Mark Kelly get rocked last night by clear, decisive winner of debate Blake Masters? Because like incumbent presidents facing their first debates, incumbent senators get lazy, don't prep, believe their own press clippings and then get walloped. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Yeah, that's kind of that, that's 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 accurate. Um, he just he just was not prepared and he figured this is the only one of these I got to do. I'm in the lead. I'm going to win anyway. I just have to show up in a suit and stand there and no one's going to watch this. No one's going to care. We'll see. But Blake masters just, just totally took the bark off him.
0: Yep. All right. A couple other, um, you know, news items for today. Um, And we don't have to spend a ton of time on this, but did you see the Washington post report on, um, on what's going on with uh, Vladimir Putin and his inner circle this morning?
1: um i saw something about that Um
0: uh, yeah, he's the are, are, decisioner <laughs> apparently are, apparently his entire inner circle is now sort of being excluded from his decisions and supposedly um intelligence has reported that one of the inner circle went to putin and basically said what the hell are you doing um and um The Washington Post doesn't have the identity of that person, but apparently the identity of that person is known and was told to President Biden. um, This guy is, I I mean, it's getting more dangerous because of this, but this guy is losing and he's losing big. And I think, I think that (laughs) he's in a world of trouble.
1: Ukraine's, Ukraine's,
0: Ukraine's getting ready to move on Crimea now. Well, they have to get. They have to. They have to take Kursan, and that's going to take a little bit of. That's going to take I, a little. bit. Of work. I, the best. I, uh, the best Russian troops are around Kursan. For that reason, by the way. Is I to understand, but what, but,
1: what, but what I'm saying is, is, uh, is uh, Crimea is is not not a not a settled deal at this point at all, or it, the prospect of it is not a settled deal. The well, thing that I yeah. found fascinating about this is how Biden reacted to this. Did you hear what Biden said at a fundraiser, at a DNC fundraiser, or a Democratic fundraiser last night? No, no, I haven't heard that. He said to a this this is he, he's going to his base he's going to a yeah. fundraiser he's trying to 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 raise money and to help get out the vote and he tells them just off the cuff you know we're actually closer to a nuclear exchange a nuclear war since we have been since 1962
0: yeah I i did actually see that yes since, yeah, yeah, that's not a great message to be sending.
1: That's just tremendous for, for the president to, to you know, to go full Cuban missile crisis, because that's, that's how you rally your side. It's- well,
0: I think that, I think he thinks that first off. Um, and look, I mean, I think that that might actually still be the case. You got Zelensky out there, who I normally like, but who's out of his mind by publicly calling for the West to uh, conduct uh, preemptive strikes on Russia. Uh, <laughs> it's exactly what we don't want to do. <laughs> We're trying very right. hard to make this not World War III and uh, and still support Ukraine in uh, fighting off the invasion. But, I mean, he's not reading the room very well over the last 24 hours. He's, and I get why he wants to, I get why he's asking for it. But that's a stupid thing. That's a stupid statement to make publicly. And and it comes
1: on the heels of him trying to do an emergency uh, uh, appeal to to join
0: NATO. uh, Next guy to join NATO. There's no No, way we're going to do an article. We're we're going to grant Article 5 to somebody who's already at war with Russia. That is, I mean, I'm sorry. But no. realistically speaking, there's no way that's happening. No, no,
1: no, 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 no. they have everything they need. They have, yep. um, a, as far as they have seized more weapons of war from Russia that's abandoned on the battlefield. They've seized more stuff than anything that, than, than everything we've armed them with.
0: Yep. Yep.
1: They, they've, they've got the materiel. They, they, they've, they've got everything they need. They just need to, they just need to keep doing what they're doing.
0: Yep. Agreed. All right, one last thing. Jobs report came out today. Um, kind of a meh, right? It's, it's a meh. You know, it, <clears throat> on its own, it's not a bad jobs report. 263,000, that's pretty good if you're looking at a maintenance level in a healthy economy, right? Uh, 263,000 would be actually a pretty good number al- along those lines. Um, but this isn't yet a healthy economy. It's certainly not a healthy economy in terms of inflation. And it's also not quite recovered from the pandemic. And you can see that from the participation rates um this is actually the lowest level of job additions in 18 months and um that is not a good sign i mean it just isn't a good sign Um, and
1: it also and it also did not meet what expectations were they were expecting the number to be higher
0: they they were expecting it to be slightly higher they were expecting it to be 275 right which is itself a fallback from the last two months, I mean, J- July was five hundred and fifteen thousand. August was three hundred and fifteen thousand, and and so on. So-, and so
1: now, now we're on final approach for next Thursday when when the or maybe it's next Tuesday. It's, it's next week is when we get the CPI and the PPI back to back days. Yep, we we get one more round of of uh, of the fun stuff of um, where we're at and with gas and then at the end
0: of the month we get the at the end of the month we get the uh third quarter gdp the gdp GDP, right so after
1: last month's number which still didn't hit the 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 inversion point that they were so praying for um uh, doing a month-to-month decrease um now gas prices are starting to trickle back up again Uh, they're
0: going to go up a lot after the and they're going to
1: go and they're going to go up 30 cents in the next week um now that won't appear on the numbers that just happened but um we have had a, a a situation where gas prices have gone up um which tells me I I don't see what's going to be the driving factor to drive that inflation rate lower for September than it was in August. Maybe there's something out there that I'm not seeing, but I'm not seeing how that's going to be a healthy uh, Democrat closing message. It's going to be a healthy number for them. I'm just not seeing it.
0: I I don't see it either. Um, But. In fact, you know, the, 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 the only reason why it moderated at all in August and September or the August and September reports was because gas prices demand were actually drops. declining. Well, I mean, we can talk about demand dropped and stuff like that too, but sure. I'm just talking about, I'm just talking about the inflation curve, right? Gas price prices only in yeah. September, which means that all those numbers are going to get pushed back up because of all the other categories where inflation Correct. is raging. Yeah. Correct. Correct. So Yeah. So- so
1: any any moderation, it it was you know it wasn't that it inverted and went down. It kind of just no. kind of it, it, right. It just slowed the incline a little bit, and we're not doing that anymore. Do you know what gas is out in California where I'm at? I've got a I've got a 2018 Ford F-150 truck, big V8 engine because I'm just tired of people telling me what I can't drive. So I'm driving right. what what they tell me I can't. It has a 30 gallon tank. And that's fine. I don't mind a thirty gallon tank because it means I only two hundred dollars to, to
0: fill that sucker up two ten <laughs> yeah 210. was it six six is it six fifty a gallon out there now um
1: it at Costco where I got gas, it was at about six forty. If I would have gone to a normal gas station, it would have cost about six eighty a gallon six ninety a yeah. gallon in, in Orange County. Uh yep. there are there are parts of LA in the valley where it's actually over eight bucks.
0: Yeah. unbelievable. Unbelievable. You know what it is here <laughs> in central Texas? Three, three the ten. undisclosed location. Just under 310, like 308, 307.
1: Yeah. Well, but it but again, it's it's gonna go up because oh yeah, uh because uh, you know, OPEC has uh, decided to pull back what, two million barrels a day.
0: Two million barrels and, a day, yeah.
1: And and the US could easily make that up and used to make that up. We, uh in fact we are we are pumping now about three million. If I remember the stat right, we're we're pumping about three million less than we were under peak Trump. Yeah. Yeah. Um we we could we could eat up that difference and clean up, but no, we have Joe Biden, and the Democrats and John Kerry. I
0: oh yeah, but good. they'll 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 buy it from Venezuela. They'll 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 make concessions to right. Maduro so they can buy it from but Venezuela. But yeah, we we would much. He
1: hates he hates the Republicans and he hates the the American economy so much. He would much rather ease relations with a a, a Marxist thug in Caracas than he would uh, letting American oil companies do their thing. It's just yep. it's twenty four oh, but- twenty four can't come soon enough.
0: But but you know you know Gavin Newsom's going to fight inflation in California. He's giving everybody uh, <laughs> stimulus yes. checks. Oh yes, oh yes. Because the, uh, what you really need in inflation is 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 the uh, hair, the hair the hair hair of demand stimulus.
1: Paper. Yes, <laughs> demand Here's stimulus. That's great. Here's
0: what we need to do. Everything
1: costs a ton of money, and we already have a. In fact, the reason gas prices are so high in California is because we've got two refineries that were going so balls to the walls the last year that they had to go offline for a bit. Otherwise, if they didn't do the the standard maintenance on them, the things would blow up because of of, of falling into disrepair. They had to do that, which took those refineries offline. There's no supply of gas out here. That's why the price jacked up. So what does Gavin Newsom do? Let's give everybody some money so they can afford gas better. Okay. (laughs) And where's that gas coming from again? So now that there's more money chasing that, where where's that gas going? Uh, coming from again? Oh, that's right. The supply's not there. It's just it's. There isn't there isn't a soul in Sacramento. That apparently passed with a with a C grade in in high school uh, microeconomics. Nope. Or macroeconomics. Either way. Well, Micro is understanding what the what the supply demand curve means. Macro is 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 you know you know monetary
0: policy uh,
1: monetary policy. I'm just talking about the supply demand curve. They don't have the foggiest idea how this works. Basic
0: economics, just basic economics. Not micro, not macro, just basic economics. They have not figured out supply. The supply-demand
1: curve is as automatic, and it's just a, as law, uh, as much a law of physics as 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 an apple falling off the tree and hitting the guy in the head. It's 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 just ridiculous that these people can't
0: understand. So I guess we're not going to call him Sir Isaac Newsom, is what you're saying?
1: No, we're not. <laughs> we're not. He's just. <laughs> but but I'll tell you what, he's going to be. the give me credit mentality. for that one, right? Oh, it was very good, Sir Isaac he's, Newsom. Right? Okay. He's 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 going to be the Democratic nominee if um if if this election if this wave goes away, I think it is, um, Joe Biden is going to have the uh, the LBJ meeting with with the uh, with the party bosses and um, I I I'm I'm seeing more and more Gavin Newsom is going to be the nominee.
0: Well, I guess we'll find out in next week's exciting episode of the Ed Morrissey show, the Eddie and Duaney show. But what's coming up on tomorrow's Hugh Hewitt? I, oh, I'm sorry, to, I, it wouldn't be tomorrow. Monday. <laughs> what am I talking about? Mon- tomorrow, yeah, Saturday. I, what's coming up you, on Monday's Hugh Hewitt show? You you forgot what we I what did. we have what,
1: what we have done here. On Monday's show, we are going to speak with our friend Selena Zito, Jake Sherman. Uh, Josh Kroschauer, Joe O'Day, Colorado Senate uh, candidate extraordinaire, and former
0: Secretary of State Mike Pompeo will be joining us. Wow. Great lineup. Starts at 6 a.m. Eastern time, 5 a.m. in God's time zone, 3 a.m. on the left coast. And if you're a member of the universe, dot com, troll-free web surfing experience for Hugh Hewitt fans and listeners, you can actually watch the Hugh Hewitt show Um If you're not, you can always tune it in on your AM radio dial. And Dwayne, what should people do if they can't find it on their AM radio dial? Well, I guess what they should do is
1: they should go to a Caracas radio station and normalize relations there (laughs) because
0: because apparently that's what we do now. Uh, Apparently, that is what we do. I was going to say, go talk to Blake Masters because he could probably tell you exactly where where you can find it. But uh (laughs) Cause he's at least the only one in the Arizona Senate race that can apparently find the border, but. Well, you know, I don't want even talk about what what we would get if we asked Jeff Zucker about it over at CNN. We would probably get double secret uh, suspension. Right. Yeah,
1: we, we we yeah we would be we would be banned on we would be taken off of 400 affiliates uh, and for no reason just <laughs> well, for
0: and and never and never know about it right and never uh, know. Actually, about what it. what I would say is you go into an 80 AM radio station, you know, general manager, and say, "Look, if you don't put Hugh Hewitt on your air, we're going to make Jeff Zucker your new boss." <laughs> that's a good threat that's a really good threat (laughs) all right all right well Dwayne Jenalismo Patterson at Radio Blogger by the way has a great VIP column up yesterday you should go back and check that out if you haven't seen it yet um the the case case for and
1: against Glenn Youngkin who is um I'm telling you after after what we heard about him he did not do the Sherman S denial he's laying in the weeds but Uh, he's going to get into this game. I, 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 I just, I know it in my gut. He's, he's going to get into this game. He's going to wait till January or February. He's going to look around and he's going to go. Yeah. You know, I could, I could probably do this and spin something up pretty quick.
0: There you go. That's exactly what I think they're going to probably end up seeing. So stay tuned for that. Uh, Dwayne. Thanks for being with us today. We will talk to you again next week. Uh, Wednesday on the After Show, Friday right here on the Ed Morrissey Show. Look forward to it. Wednesday on the After Show. See you then. Stay tuned for my editorial and one last message from the Ed Morrissey Show. This is Ed Morrissey of hotair.com for Town Hall. Forget the polls for now. If you want to know how the election cycle is going for Democrats, just read the Washington Post report on their new strategy for the midterms. Democrats are not talking about any accomplishments and have instead adopted a dark midterm message focusing on a supposed Republican dystopia. Many of you will remember, Joe Biden set this course with his soulless demagoguery of Republicans in August at Independence Hall. Now, his party is picking up on those same dark themes as we press toward the election. With their only accomplishments being inflation, lost buying power, higher crime, and a massive border crisis, it's no wonder Biden and his team want to talk about anything but themselves. The problem is... Voters can't afford Biden's darkness any longer. I'm Ed Morrissey. Welcome back to the Ed Morrissey Show podcast. Joining me right now is Janine Marone from Support After Abortion and talking about a new study um, in in regards to Pregnancy and Infant Loss Awareness Month. Support After Abortion is supportafterabortion.com. And as you might hear and understand when Janine ex- explains this to you, this is designed to help women who are uh, who are dealing, who are going through uh, pregnancy issues. And Janine, what else does Support After Abortion do? Let's just start off by talking about who you are and what the group does.
2: Well, Support After Abortion is really the bridge, uh, an advocacy group as well as a training organization for men and women who have been impacted by abortion and those healers that are out there that need more, more help and assistance in providing that healing. You know, and
0: it's, it's, it's unfortunately a very large market because this country still does about what 350,000 medical abortions a year. And maybe more than that in terms of uh, pharmacological abortions. I'm not sure exactly what those numbers are. But I, I mean, there's a lot of, a lot of people who get damaged in this. And it's it, we just add to it every single year.
2: Absolutely. We're, it could be as high as a million. We know it um, It may be somewhere between 700,000 and a million. Half of those are something called a medication abortion, which is that it's a do-it- yourself at home abortion. And the rest are called it can be called surgical abortions, which happen in the abortion facility. And both are bad. And then the study that we just did even suggests that the unintended consequences are even worse from these things called medication abortions or do-it-yourself abortions. They're also called pill abortions as well. Yeah, there's a variety of different, chemical abortion um, also. All are aso- associated with this new wave, new, new growing trend of abortions at home. They're, they've been around since 2000, but there's a steep incline to now where there are half of abortions are, are done in this fashion today at home
0: you know, I have a sneaking suspicion I might understand why that is. And before we even get into the statistics, let's talk about why that is. You know, the the thing about surgical abortions is that for the most part, it's a very clinical process, right? I mean, this is something where the, the woman doesn't actually see what's being vacated out of her uterus. It's, you know, it's, it's antiseptic in that sense, and certainly not necessarily in every single clinic, as we found out with Kermit Gosnell, but but the process in in most clinics is well, you would say maybe just antiseptic in in that sense, which is that there's a real disconnect between what's going on and 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 how the woman perceives it. But with a medication abortion, a pill abortion, the uh, the the aborted uh, fetus is immediately presented to the woman, and it's got to be an extremely traumatic experience.
2: I, Ed, you, the way you just described it was, I, you you didn't stumble over it like I did in an interview a couple of days ago. I didn't know what to say about that, but you're right. Uh, recently, I was in Bryan, Texas, and I saw one of the um, older uh, Planned Parenthoods, the one that that Abby Johnson was at. If you've right. ever been there, they'll show you, It's it's eerie, But when the abortion, when the abortionist takes this child, this fetus from, from the woman, it goes into a container and it moves into another room, which they call products of conception. If you've seen Unplanned, that's kind of that process. Yep. If you've also seen Unplanned, to use Abby Johnson again in that movie, she's had a chemical or medication abortion where she's in the shower. And so you what you just described is that contrast in these two particular procedures. Both are terrible, um, but one, the one that's happening um, at home in the shower or if it's on the toilet is these products of conception and let's call it a fetus, but it's a child. And right. the woman, in this case, she's alone. There's nobody there in most cases. And she's delivering this child, this product of conception, and then is responsible for its removal. It sees what it what, what is going on and has to you know flush the toilet, eliminate, put you know, put it in a paper bag what, right Whatever is going on is truly horrifying by anybody's imagination and, so, and, and is not really um, talked about. And, but it is creating a crisis, a crisis that is, if if we think surgical is bad, that crisis of, of the at-home abortion is even worse And our, in our studies and our studies uh, uh, show that.
0: You know, Janine, I would never would have even made that connection had I not watched unplanned and had I not heard um, uh, Abby Johnson speak about that. And just to, to, to reflect on the power of what Abby Johnson does. uh, And I'm, you know, I'm definitely pro-life, right? I'm very much opposed to abortion, but. That particular connection would not have been apparent to me without watching that film, without watching Unplanned, and 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 I think that this is part of the problem, as well, is that the young women who are given these medications are not really prepared for that. Uh, they're not really prepared for what that traumatic experience is going to be like, and like you said, and what to do afterwards. I mean, what do you do afterwards? This is this is really leaving them hanging out to dry. In, in a very, very um, real, in a very, very real way, they're, they're leaving these young women out to dry.
2: I, uh, it's interesting that you that you put it that way, because at support after abortion, I mentioned, we, we do have a hotline. So we take calls. And in addition, we help prepare um, p- men and women in agencies that are in organizations who want to deal with men and women who have had abortions, but we, because of our name, support after abortion, we get calls from people who are contemplating abortion. Because when you say you support after abortion, the culture thinks, well, I thought this was supposed to cure my, my ill. Why would I need support afterwards? So we hear from, particularly in this case, women who are calling to say, well, tell me about that. So the truth, the facts. Of what is going on in abortion, is particularly in now medical abortion, since it's on the or it's on the rise, is just not being disclaimed. It, it, if, if by sheer virtue, the the truth, the facts, the, the realities of these decisions that men and women are making uh, on these topics were there, how how many less Or how many more and how how many less abortions would would actually um, be taking place. And that's really a big part of this interview, I hope, and certainly what support after abortion does. We have three real, we call them our three C's, if you will, of, of what we feel to be responsible for. One, with three C's, the first C is to build compassion around men and women who have had abortion that that they just didn't decide to do this. There is a woundedness that is in place before the decision for abortion happens. And then of course, that's all shrouded with the the lack of facts that we just talked about. The second is to to build a collaboration of the plethora of organizations, churches, civic associations, maternity homes, the pro-life. In some cases, not even connected to any pro-life or pro-choice connection, just people who want to to understand uh, and, and heal woundedness. And then the third is, you mentioned a number. Through our research and then understanding how many men and women who've been impacted by abortion and who would seek help if they knew where to go to get it, there's 22 million men and women, if they knew where to go to get help, healing, begin a process of healing after abortion, 22 million, they wouldn't know where to go to get it. And we don't have the capacity for that healing. So, and that's where, that's the space that support after abortion hopes to fill. And that's what we're doing today to make that difference. So compassion, collaboration, and then building capacity.
0: Supportafterabortion.com. Just going back into the study that you're talking about, this is um, a five-year interview based survey of women who'd had uh, abortions. and uh, oh, I'm sorry. No, I'm sorry. That was the uh, that's the turnaway study the, um, that does that, okay. um, which which is a flawed study. Your study um, is is uh, looking at a different set. Um, and tell us a little bit about the findings that you get from your survey.
2: Uh, thank you for putting that. This is objective. It's it, it's it's uh, it's a randomized study based on census information. So it's not yeah. like you just. Set out a sign in Southwest Florida and said, "Anyone who's had an abortion, come and we'll interview you." That's not the way we did this. We were looking for the truth. All we wanted were to understand the facts around abortion. We started with pregnancy loss, but specifically, we were looking for the facts around abortion so that we could design and promote and advocate what was best for those that were in our in our in our country. So that's kind of the, the methodology, if you will. And we did four different studies. The first one was all pregnancy loss. The second one was narrowed specifically on abortion. The third was men. The first two were women. The third was men in abortion. And this most recent one, which we're talking about, is the medication abortion, which were those that were impacted directly with this chemical pill-based abortion. What we found out is that 34% of women suffer after a medication abortion. Sixty-three percent sought help. They mostly went to their friends because over eighty percent, when asked if they knew where to go, didn't. Right. That number is consistent in all of our studies, whether you ask women or men who have had abortions or not had abortions. They don't know where to go, and as we know, there certainly are. There's the church environment. There are there are pregnancy centers. There's 2,500 pregnancy centers. Many have. Have healing programs. There are individual programs. There's, there's in fact, over 200 individual programs designed to help men and women with abortion. So, what the biggest things that we found out is that there is, there is pain after abortion with medical abortion. It's even more than in than uh, surgical. That that many were looking for help. That they didn't know where to go. We also learned, and this is consistent throughout all of our studies that particularly women were looking for an anonymous program for healing and because 80% of them seldom were going to church the faith-based approach of retreat or bible study was not appealing
3: so that's interesting if,
2: yes so if we're going to if we're if we're going to be that healing network we need to meet men and women, particularly in this case, women, where they are with that to which they were most likely be attracted. That's, you know, that's, that's it's, the
0: it's a, it's a great, it's a great point, because I don't think that people make that often enough, because faith groups do such great work, right, in this space. They do. There's a ton, of, you, know, you talk about 2,500, um, you know, um, pregnancy care centers, and, you know, uh, around the country, who are doing really good work. A lot of those are faith-based, yeah. and I think There's two things that go on here. One is, I think that you're right. I think, especially after a traumatic experience like that, the idea of undergoing a retreat, even if you are a church-going person, I mean, I've been on retreats. I'm not necessarily sure that I'd want to be on a lengthy retreat after undergoing some sort of trauma. It just it's intense, and that type of intensity can scare people off. But the other part of this too, and I think that this is something that maybe um, we don't have a great handle on, is even for those women. And men who are uh, going through this, who may be coming from a faith background, it, it, is that they are going to feel extremely disconnected from that faith, right? in in the aftermath of this, they're going to feel guilt. they're going to feel shame. And the last thing they want to do is go to their own church and talk to people about what they've just been through because they're going to be afraid of what the reaction is.
2: I think um I, I love it when um we can we, we have this kind of conversation because you just, Um, You just said exactly what I said earlier. That word is compassion. And can you imagine you're you're a church-going individual. Maybe you have not been impacted by abortion and someone tells you they've had an abortion. The normal reaction is not usually going to be pleasant. It could be judgmental. It could be, it could be, I need to get out of here. Instead of saying something like, I am so sorry for your loss. right, And that is the most compassionate thing that we can say to anyone, because as we know, and this is not only true for abortion, but it's also miscarriage. We don't allow, as a culture, men and women who have suffered pregnancy loss, particularly abortion, the opportunity to grieve that loss. And if we can, as a culture, become more mercy driven as, as we, especially as faith-based church-going people, should be mercy right? judgment, please. Um, you know, and then you know, me too, I mean all of us on whatever it is that we have our you know predisclosed opinions on. Abortion is murder. You are a murderer, as opposed to understanding that is not what that individual wanted to do. And if we can be more compassionate we can be more mercy driven, we will be more attractive to as a faith, as a, re, as a religious group, as a, he, as a, as a, as a, as an organ as, as, as people who want to be healers. So um, I, I'm going to I'll pause on that, because I know I just said, a I said a mouthful, but you
0: did, that was great. And I'm
2: trying not to preach to the choir, by the way, because it's, it's, for me, it was a revolutionary thing. When I first learned about uh, that men and women were also that had that have that have had abortions are victims of their circumstances in many cases right. and and what you and i are talking about right now the lack of the truth the lack of enough people understanding how to communicate the truth without being judgmental and condemning And I think this is
0: a a good point to settle on, actually, because this is exactly what I think support after abortion is all about, is providing the not just compassion directly, which you clearly do, but also providing the support structures uh, that allow other people to focus on that as an approach. And I think that that's the key here for supportafterabortion.com. Tell us a little bit more about supportafterabortion.com, how people can get involved, where you can be found. And, um, and uh, you know, how to, uh, how to help out the organization?
2: I think there's, a, well, first of all, it is supportafterabortion.com. And um, there's a variety of different ways. First of all, we are looking for volunteers. We are also looking for men and women in organizations who are providing healing to become part of our partner network. So, again, I mentioned collaboration. Uh, in collaboration, there's so many different uh, silos of activity. So joining together forces, uh, and, then, and then thirdly, if you have been impacted by abortion, not even direct, directly you having it, but if you've taken someone for, for an abortion, or if you're in an extended family where, where a mom or a dad um, or an aunt or an uncle has had an abortion to gain help, and also, if you are suffering from any of the woundedness that, that leads to abortion, all of these things are inside of the, um, the, the virtual walls of support after abortion, where there's a, a huge opportunity to become uh, a teacher, a volunteer, a counselor. There's provisions for healing. There's ways to learn language and all of that you can do at supportafterabortion.com.
0: Supportafterabortion.com, be sure to go there. Janine Marone, thank you so much for being with us today.
2: Thank you, Ed, it's a treat, thank you.
0: And stay tuned for just a little bit more from the Ed Morrissey Show coming up next. Mm -hmm. Thank you for watching or listening to the Ed Morrissey Show podcast. You can subscribe to us on YouTube, Spotify, Apple Podcasts and through the Town Hall Media Player, Or you can just come to HotAir.com and watch my podcast for free. However, I'd also love to have you join us as members of our VIP and VIP Gold programs. That allows us to defeat the stranglehold that big tech has on information and get you the best information that we possibly can. Plus, we have a lot of new value-added content coming to us from town hall media, uh, stars and my good friend, Adam Baldwin. He and I are doing the video series, the amiable skeptics. It's one hour of discussion a week, strictly for our VIP and VIP gold members. Plus we have our VIP gold chat with Kim Edwards every Wednesday afternoon at 1:30 PM. We'd love to have you as members. Be sure to join up. Thanks again for watching the Ed Morrissey show podcast.